Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to The Handbook, um, A Young Black Divorcee's Guide. And this is episode numero dos. Woo! All right, so um, this episode is going to be titled Hard Pill to Swallow, right? And I'm going to kind of start from the beginning of this journey um, this episode, we're going to talk about how I got to the point where I realized that I wasn't happy um, and I no longer knew what made me happy. So earlier in the year, um, me and my kid's dad, we had a, you know, a falling out of issue um, and like the previous times before. I would get on my like, you know what, I need for you to change and I'm going to give you a chance. However, in my mind, I kind of already knew that this was the last time. Um, I think it's hard for us to tell people that we care about tough decisions or how we're truly feeling if we know that it's going to hurt them. So what happened? We... Well, the first verbalization of me saying that I'm not happy was I remember we were getting ready to take the kids to um, to Disney World for spring break. And we were going to uh, stay in Orlando for four days and some of his family was coming. So we kind of made it like a family trip. And he is a last minute type of person. That is just his personality to me. Me personally, I'm a planner like I need things to get done on time. So the night before I had already packed up my stuff and the kids stuff and typically I would pack his stuff for him but I told you like I said you know I kind of already knew that last time like I can't I can't I can't do this um so we woke up early that morning I'm just like hey you know you need to go ahead and pack so we can get on the road I still need to go by and get these tickets and I need to go get cash out of the account because with the cash that we got, once he spent it, that's it. So we left. We got in the car. We went to the bank, got in the car. And at this time, my kids were, um, they were home with my sister and her boyfriend. They just so happened to have came down. So got in the car, went to the bank, came back. I don't know what we were arguing about and it probably was something petty but we were just literally going back and forth and back and forth and I blurted out you know what I'm not happy and the expression on his face was like what the um and he flipped out like not he wasn't physically abusive guys like that's not what I mean by flipped out but he flipped out he went off so to kind of calm things down I was just like you know what I was just joking I was angry I just wanted to kind of hit you below the belt however I knew deep down that was how I was feeling so people tell the truth mainly two times right when they're angry and when they're drunk if they're angry angry and they're drunk and they blurt out something that's what that's what they mean that's what they mean so long story short short we ended up still you know getting the kids together and just leaving we probably didn't talk 
maybe for two out of the three hours on that trip, didn't say not a word. Um, and finally we kind of just bust out laughing and, um, ended up having a good trip. So that was the, my first time actually saying out loud that I wasn't happy. Um, a few months roll around and I'm just feeling sad. I'm not feeling satisfied. I'm trying to communicate my, my feelings, but I don't think they're penetrating him. I ended up going to therapy to, you know, talk to my therapist about, I would talk to my therapist trying to figure out how to work things out. Like, is it me? Because like, I did, I did, I didn't know guys. I didn't know at all. So probably in May, um, we were getting ready to go to some graduations and the original plan was for me to go with him to his cousin's graduation. Um, and we were going to go to New Orleans while we, while we were there. But that didn't happen. Um, I completely forgot about my cousin's graduation. Had It just did not dawn on me. And so my sister was just like, you know, we're going to get together. We're going to go out. You, you really, you really, you really need to come. So we made a plan. I was like, all right, so you'll you'll take our son with you to your cousin's graduation and I'll take my daughter with me to my cousin's graduation, right? And he was just like, okay, cool. So we ended up, you know, going to these different graduations. And honestly, I don't think we talked that much over the weekend, which is not typical. Like we, I don't know, like I felt like we didn't communicate a lot during that weekend, Um, however, I went home and my mom could just, she could see it. She can see it. She can feel it. She can tell it. And my, me and my sister are very close and she was just like, what is going on? So I sat down and I kind of explained to her, you know, not giving her too much of the details, but just kind of filling her in on what I was going through on the inside and my train of thought. And she was just like. You are a good woman and any person that doesn't appreciate it is losing out. And I I know that to be true. I, I know that I am a good woman. I'm a good person. I have a huge heart. Um, I felt like I was staying out of obligation, not because I wanted to, because of, we had so many past issues and so much drama that there was just too, too much, too, too much water, um, under the bridge. So I talked to my mom, not really giving her details. And she was, and my mom was just like, well, whatever decision you make, I'm going to support you in it. So that weekend, I felt like I was getting confirmation. And I still feel like I was getting confirmation from different outside sources. Like, People were saying stuff to me, speaking into my life, not not completely not knowing the situation. And I was just like, yeah, it's it's time. Like, I, I got to let it go. Like, I, I got to let it go. I got to find out what is wrong. I need to find me. Um, that Sunday before I left, me... Um, my sister and my brother, these are my, not my sister that I'm tr- really, really close with. That's my sister on my mom's side. But I have three other siblings on my dad's side. And I'm the oldest on both sides. 
so my sister had been like pushing me you know kind of said like you need to go see dad like he's been asking about you like you really don't need to go see him and I was just like you know what you're right I'll just suck it up and I'll if y'all go with me I will go see him so me her and my brother and my sister by my mom we all went to go see my dad and I could tell that he was he was happy to see me because I hadn't spoken to him in like five years over something of our petty issue um I hadn't spoken with him in like five years so I can just see that he was happy and he was just like how come I've never met your you know your husband and I was like because I just I haven't brought him around like I don't know what to tell you um and then you know he's talking dropping his wisdom as what he that's what he call it and there was something that he said that I will never forget and it was just like you need to make sure that you find somebody to match your fly. And by that mean, what I mean by that is when they match your fly, you guys are on the same level, right? But you don't want nobody that's going to keep you on that same level. You want somebody to match your fly, but also somebody that's willing to elevate your fly. Y'all got to both be willing to push each other to a new level that you'll never achieve unless you have that person. And... I got back in the car with my sister and I was just like, I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta let it go. I have to let it go. Outside of being a wife and a mom, I didn't know, I didn't know who I was. I had no clue. And that was sad for me. Um, getting ready to almost turn 30, like, I wasn't happy and that's that's a to me that's a sad state to be in like not knowing where you find your happiness other than you know my kids make me happy but they're supposed to make me happy outside of that I I didn't have a clue and I needed I needed to find that but in order to do that I realized that me and my spouse had reached the end of our journey and I needed to let go. And that was that was hard because he provided a level of comfort. Like um, he was a familiar person in my life. And we had been we both been together, you know, since our early 20s. And so I didn't know life outside of that that bubble. And when your mom asks you what makes you happy and you don't know it's time it's time to figure some things out and my sister would come in and tell me she was like you know when you were in college you were just like you did what you wanted to do you know you know you did what you wanted to do you had this perky attitude like you would travel with your friends like you were just happy and that's not you anymore and I couldn't argue with her she what she said was the absolute truth I wasn't me I wasn't that person I had lost me dealing with our issues and I just I, I was not I wasn't happy I, I wasn't happy and 
I think that's something that's very important, regardless of if you're married or single or dating or in a relationship, you need to be happy. You can't depend on nobody else to supply that happiness for you. And if it comes to a point where you realize that someone that you once loved or was in love with is draining that from you, you need to reevaluate some things. And yes, sometimes it can be fixed. I'm not saying that divorce is the answer for everybody, but for me, I know the type of person that I am. And there had been, there was damage that was done that I knew that was irreversible. And no matter how much I love this person, no matter how much I cared about this person, that was, that was it. I couldn't no longer be truly happy without any boundaries or any negative thoughts coming into my mind. I would literally feel like that and then thinking was like, you know what, this is too good to be true. Something's going to happen. And that's not a way that anyone should live their life. And not only do I need to be happy for me, but I need to be happy for my children. They shouldn't see two adults in a household and that's it. A loving environment is important. And I knew that I couldn't I couldn't give that to them in, in that situation. So, yeah, I I knew I wasn't happy. Um, I'm still in the process of learning what truly makes me happy. Um, but I got a few things. I got a few things I can list off, right? So number one, I, what makes me happy? My kids truly make me happy. Seeing them, talking to them, seeing them grow and develop makes me happy. Spending time with the friends that I've developed and my family make that brings me that brings me joy um music mm, I don't know what it what is it about music but just sitting and be able to listen to some music and sing along and mm, that that brings me joy um writing writing makes me happy it allows me to make me happy because I'm able to work through work through my feelings um traveling I there is something new there is something there's something I don't know what that something is there's something about being able to book your own ticket research your area hop on a plane by yourself and be able to just go to an area just you by yourself with no one around that brings a peace that's indescribable. Um, and those are just a few things that I'm still learning. I, I am still learning, learning that process. And it is, it's a process and it's a journey. So that is it, you guys, for episode number two. Um, I truly hope that you enjoy. I hope that you tune back in um, for the next Thursday's episode. Um, yeah, I wanted to end with a question, right? So the question of today that I want you to ask yourself, you can leave me a message in my, in my, uh, voice, voice box, voicemail. Sorry. Why is it so hard for us to make 
life-changing decisions when we know that decision may save our life. Think about it. Don't forget to ask. Always remember to allow love to enter into your life. Until next time, peace.